0: off the ball GAA Typically I think people who aren't paying attention right see the croaks results or see them winning or see them continuing and go oh you know, the man city of club football it's just not true like they scrape through often a lot of these games I understand <laughs> that you're you're trying to it away I'm not the biggest club in Ireland not they, being they favourites they who tend are like they not to blitz teams that's okay. what I'm saying there All tends right, to be okay. like Ashling made the point right there was four points in it really yeah. at the end of that game yesterday the goal was kind of a thing that happened but four points in it it's not Join in the Obsession Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Football on off the ball with William Hill. Who you got? 18 plus. See GamblingCare. Kenny, uh, before we get into some Premier League talk, I do want to get your thoughts as a former Republic of Baron captain on the general talk about the next manager situation. So a quick glance at the odds just to see what the state of play is. Uh, They're about the only guideline that I have at the moment because I'm not seeing any great obvious leak in the press or some overwhelming favourite and we're just counting down until they're announced. So in so much as the bookies know, Neil Lennon is currently the favourite for the job, kind of seven to four territory. I was a touch surprised to see Steve Bruce, second favourite, Lee Carsley third in the running, Roy Keane is kind of five to one territory, and then you've got, uh, got uh, Chris Hewton and Gus Poyet maybe around 10 to 1. And then you're going a bit for, further out for Sam Allardyce, Mark Kennedy, 18 to 1, etc. So that top three of Lennon, Bruce and Carsley, I'm curious for your thoughts on. You've done a bit of TV work with Neil Lennon. Would you care to make things awkward in the TV studio the next time you see
1: <laughs> him? Yeah, I haven't been following this too closely in terms of the runners and riders. There's well. very little. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing to follow. Yeah, I heard those names uh, mentioned. Yeah, I'd have to say, well, first of all, uh, Neil Lennon wouldn't have known too well. Obviously got to know him a little bit better in terms of the work that we do in, uh, in the media. So I always think that's interesting when you spend time with people. You're watching games of football together, having conversations. And I have to admit, I have been impressed in terms of how he speaks. Uh, I think he's got a good eye for the game he understands it Steve thinks uh, simply for me doesn't overcomplicate the game you, f- you forget actually he's very impressive CV uh, as a manager predominantly of course uh, uh, his time at Celtic but you're talking about pressurised environments well you know there's one in itself Champions League ex- experience as well and a whole range of experiences uh, as a manager played at a very high level as a player as well I think he'd be a good man manager never been in a dressing room with him But uh, I like how he carries himself. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good engagement there with the group of Irish uh, players to be a healthy respect there. And like I said, I think he sees it. I think he sees the game clearly. I don't think he'd overcomplicate it. I think that's important going forward, a new manager. I think he understands and he appreciates the importance of a a defensive mindset as well to complement your attack and play. He believes in kind of a nice, uh, healthy balance. And I'd probably say the same for Lee Carsey, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I played with Lee at Ireland for a long period of time. I haven't spoken to Lee too often since he uh, we both retired. But I know a lot of people have worked around him and speak very highly of him. And I like the way he carries himself, Lee. And people say he's no management experience either, but interim manager, uh, he has managed uh, Coventry, uh, Brentford. I think he, I, I remember him getting him a manager of the month award, actually, when he was at Brentford. Went on to manage the Blues only on an interim basis and, and stepped aside at those football clubs almost backed into the shadows. So Lee strikes me as somebody, and I know this anyway from his character, no big ego there. You know, doesn't want to be the star. You know, doesn't get kind of blown away by, oh, I've got to be the top man, the gaffer. You know, It's, it's more so about the team, what's best for him. Although he ha- hasn't managed uh, for a period of time, he wasn't managing, he was coaching. And I think that's the most important thing Was people need to remember. We need a coach, I think, a really good coach as the next oral manager. And I think Lee Carsley certainly falls into that category. look at the job he's done with the Englander 20, uh, 21 team. Saw a bit of them playing when they won the Euros. Well set up, really well set up, very disciplined, well structured team.
0: The uh, talk with Carsley, ironically, despite maybe the, the lack of vast senior management experience, is that, well, would he really take the job? Because he's onto a really good thing in English football. He could come over here for... Three, four years. Next year aren't many games. A couple of friendlies, first half of the year, and then Nations League, and then World Cup will be difficult. And then you automatically get into 2028, which is here in Dublin. So that qualifying period mightn't have a whole lot to offer. And say 2028 didn't go well or spectacularly, suddenly you're looking for a gig again in 2029. The UK, you've been away a long time. Whereas at the moment, he's kind of fast tracking onto something maybe interesting. Who knows where it could go? Because it's gone very well. He could win a World Cup with England, haven't won the Euros. I've no sense if he's interested maybe the heartstrings would pull and he'd want to come back and do it having played for the country but uh, I don't know David Connolly was on a couple of weeks ago and uh, he said he talks to Lee a little bit he said he wouldn't be so sure Lee would be ready to leave the England situation at the moment so that's kind of where we are in Carsley
1: I I understand the point you're making but ultimately we only want a a manager who wants the job sure so if Lee doesn't want it that's absolutely fine I I respect his reasons so we move on yeah so it's we, a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's as simple as that but in terms of his, his CV kind yeah. of character coaching ability there's too many people saying too many good things Yes. Uh, about I'm not talking in front of the camera Joe people that I uh, speak to and I like what I'm hearing I've got to be honest with you and I think that's important we get a top class coach okay. who immediately gets respect to the players in terms well, of how he can set up the team I think he can do that and I think Neil Lennon can do that so I think they're two very strong candidates, candidates.
0: okay well let's assume both have been uh, contacted and spoken to, and if Lee's interested, he's interested. If if he's not, they move on. Um, I'll come to Bruce in a second, but just you've said twice now, you think the next manager should be a really good coach. Why are you saying that? What do you mean by that? What
1: I think it's I, well. I think it's important. Um, I've played with managers not necess- who don't coach. Yes, and who delegate that responsibility to other people. Now, I, I've no problem with that if a manager understands his limitations as a coach, he's not comfortable on the training pitch, he's not comfortable in the uh, analysis room, actually maybe doesn't have a, you know doesn't see things quickly or in terms of uh, setting its uh, uh, team up, all the kind of small little nuances that are, uh, that are there, he'd rather he'd abdicate rather that responsibility to other people around him. That's okay. So that's why I think it's important you have a top-class group of people, not just a manager, mm. uh, top-class uh, people around you. But I think in an ideal world for me, you want that in your manager. Because there's not more impressive for me as a player, if a manager, in terms of your pre-match build-up, he's on the train and pitch, he's in the video analysis room, he's nailing absolutely everything. You have a question? Boom, he's on it. Who's an example? Who's, who's, who's an
0: example of somebody that you played under in that bracket?
1: <coughs> I, there probably wasn't one that absolutely blew me away. If I'm being honest with you, from my own kind of personal experience, I haven't got a huge amount of experience in terms of managers. Um, I played at Mick obviously at club level and international football, and Mick was fine. Mick simplified things, didn't over uh, over complicate, complicate the game for us. Mick was comfortable on the on the trainer pitch in terms of his, uh, tactical setup, etc. But I can't say really, and I don't want to be talking down like managers that, that I played with. Sure. I probably wasn't probably wasn't anyone manager who would say tactically absolutely blew me out of were, blew me out were, of water. Were,
0: were they more of the I'm the manager. I delegate to a coach. Types.
1: Yeah, well, Brian. To be fair, Brian done his bit on the on the on the training pitch. Brian Kerr was very comfortable in terms of team shape day or two bev- uh, before the game. Very similar to Mick uh, in that mm. respect. Brian very comfortable. Uh, you know, fielding questions, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So that'd be the ideal. That would be the ideal for That's me. What That's what, what I'm talking about. What's your sense of what Stephen Kenny
0: was? I know you weren't in there, so it's difficult. But your sense.
1: No, I I, I think Stephen had a clear picture of how he wanted a team to play. I think when he got the job, I think he had clear pictures in terms of the brand of football, the style of football and how he wanted the players to play in, you know, every, in every area of the pitch, with defensive block, midfield and up front. I think unfortunately during his tenure, we couldn't execute it to the level that ideally he would have wanted. You know that's probably be the frustration uh, on on his behalf. I think he had huge confidence in the players. I think he created a really positive environment amongst the squad. I believe the players, when they say they enjoyed coming in, being part of it. Yeah, I I, I think he would have been comfortable taking those players after question questions after players in terms of any small detail they were looking for in possession, out possession, transition. What are we looking for here, Gaffer? Yeah, I think he would have provided that information. I just think in terms of how he was looking for us to play. We just couldn't get that to that level. Issue. We couldn't Correct. quite execute it.
0: Steve Bruce, second favourite at the moment. You've experienced it, Bruce. Would he excite you?
1: Uh, no, I suppose is the is the simple answer uh, to that. Probably for the reasons that I've said. I mean, I played with him for four years. Steve Bruce, who's a wonderful player, he had a huge amount of respect for him as a mm. player what he did at Manchester United. But he wasn't a coach. Uh, didn't coach. Uh, get that responsibility uh, to others. I didn't think it was a great communicator to be honest with you inside the dressing room and even outside the dressing room in front of the, the cameras now I'm not saying that's, a, that's the biggest thing in the world but I think it matters sometimes you know how you project yourself the message that you get across I think with Steve it's very much you know very cliched and
0: You're welcome Mac. not sure what happened there you lost us can you give me a 1-2? Yeah 1-2 yeah, we're on. Okay, we're live on the radio again. <laughs> uh, that was very strange. I think Steve Bruce cut the line. <laughs> um, so we just lost share. Our people would have lost you. I could hear you. I was in here. But um, maybe you're saying not necessarily an amazing communicator uh, with the media either. Not that that's everything, but that was an aspect. And uh, I can't remember what you were in the midst of saying then after that. But in short, Bruce wouldn't excite you massively. So that's fair enough. You're entitled to your Yeah, I just like felt
1: someone of that ilk. If, if somehow the perception is there, we need somebody kind of. More experience, uh, been around the block, yeah. that type of thing. You know, I don't necessarily feel in football, football management wisdom necessarily follows experience in a lot of cases. With some, yeah, absolutely. Others, not so much. There's for like me, a, I see managers managing. It's like a merry go round that you get on almost. Yeah, but yeah. they're managing the same way as they were kind of twenty years ago. You know, so that's all. It's but I think if, if you're looking for that ilk, mm. I mean, Chris would be the one. For me, I'd I'd certainly consider he has that kind of wealth experience. Obviously, he has that association with the senior international team. Nice personality, engages very well Mm. with the players. And I think he'd get a good team of people around him. And I think we should uh, factor in, as we mentioned already, about. it's not just about the managers, about the the management team. That really is important. And we've got some good good coaches around at the moment Uh, in England. I think it is Stephen Reid here, Andy Reid, and not as far as Mark Kenny was actually managing mm. at Lincoln. Course, Flemons manager Bristol uh, City. Obviously, Josh has gone in uh, at Birmingham City. Keith obviously has moved on, and likely he'd come uh, come back. So I hope people aren't like, "Oh, it, oh, it has to be an Irish man. Has, has to be an Irish. Does it have to be Irish coach as well? Ideally, yeah."
0: Why? Anthony Barry was in, did brilliant. Yeah, him. and he was out. And he was out. Sure. So that's my point. Damien Duff was also out so there's no yeah, guarantee yeah but for yeah, different reasons yeah, Damien Duff didn't no go out to better
1: himself because he had a, a better offer and he didn't put himself for You so could actually argue he disadvantage himself by taking himself out probably got some bad publicity mm. off the back of that so he didn't do it for his reasons and he barely did I've got a better option I'm off mm. good luck to you
0: you don't think an Irish coach would do that less uh, likely less likely because you're invested Yeah,
1: you've got that association you've got that history you've almost got that emotional attachment yeah. so that's what I see I, see a little bit of law. I want a manager who actually wants the job, mm. who's not going in there asking about how much is this, how much is this, what, what's the bonuses, how exactly does this work? Yeah, mm. I'll take the job, pay you what you want. Mm. That, that type of value. And the same from the coaches, they come in and sign two or three years. You see it out. You make a commitment to the manager yeah. and you make a commitment to the team. No. Stephen didn't get that off a couple of their coaches by yeah, so I it's thought true. he was let it's down.
0: True. It's true. I mean, nobody, nobody I, I, I take the point totally. Um, it's no guarantee for success either. Stephen couldn't have been more committed. Keith Andrews couldn't have been more committed, hmm. and still it doesn't quite work out. But I take your point. You don't want somebody doing it as talking Kick to their a- talking to their agent. What's my latest gig? Yeah, over Ireland. Yeah, kicking me heels on, the on yeah, board yeah. here. What's out that. there? What's available? I get that. I get that. And maybe for Bruce and Allardyce, it would be just another. Uh, stop along the way because they're so experienced. Uh, the other one I meant the other two I mentioned there, who were in that kind of top six, seven in, in the uh, list, because it's not extensive. Roy and Gus Poyet, who was very taken when people were in Irish tracksuits around the stadium, <laughs> seemed to think bloody hell. Uh, Gus Poyet impressed a lot of people with what he did with Greece, but um, I don't know if that's enough to give him the Irish job. Would you pick up the phone and have chat with him?
1: Yeah, I was sure. enamoured that he was, you know, the fact when he came the timing of it, it struck me a little bit as in terms of he was opening his co- contract negotiations with the Greek yeah. <laughs> Football Association. <laughs> That's how it felt to me a little bit. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I could take the Ireland job, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. to, to yeah. you know, his, his employers at that particular time. So I was a little bit uncomfortable with that. But what I would say is, impressed what I saw from his great team yeah. over those over those two games. Most people are dismissing Roy Keane's suitability. Yeah, but I think we spoke about that. You and in the studio a couple of months ago, like we spoke I'm about sure that I briefly. Was. Yeah, because I didn't like the little bit of ridicule. <laughs> well Roy, come on as yeah. if but no, I think there is an argument I think there is an argument there. I think there is a conversation to be had for Roy coming in as manager and again I'm repeating myself. Yes. But the right coaching team around him. Roy's not the type of manager again would want to be on the training pitch, taking every single session, yeah. particularly from a you know tact- a tactical point of view. But he could certainly de- delegate that to some qualified people. And if you're talking about a presence mm. inside the dressing room, Roy's been away from the game for quite some time, but you know, we both know enough to know Roy walks into that, addressing room in front of those players. We also people know. People are going to be holding their breath.
0: We also know that presence can turn.
1: Absolutely. Dark. And this is where Roy's got to be smart. And this is where Roy's probably, we're all different now, different people than when we were five, ten years ago, aren't we? In terms of maturity, life experience, et cetera. So I'm, I'm hoping that's the case with Roy. I've been told that's the case in terms of how he carries himself on TV, how he projects himself. A lot of people enjoying what they're seeing coming from terms of his personality, sense of humour. We all saw a little bit of that when we were players with him. Mm. That can come to the fore even more. If he can um, share that with the dressing room on a more regular basis, then yeah, that type of personality you really want to play for. It oh, so, hang on his every word. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like it, I said, with the right support yes, people around them. Well, I
0: mean, the, the point you're making, it's so striking almost the first question in the interview is who's your coach? Who's your coaching staff? It's that important that that number two that's going to be doing a lot of the training is absolutely essential. Yeah, uh, I
1: think so. And it's probably a conversation that should be had. I think even in terms of beyond that, I don't know who the person is going to be doing these interviews. Mark Cannon potentially uh, looks as if he's the one delegated with this kind of response responsibility. So... If that is the case, yeah, I would be having that. and it's that's a difficult conversation to have as a manager. You know, having the conversation with a manager, you start approaching, a well, look, who potentially you're bringing in. A lot of managers, whoa, 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 whoa you can't dictate to me, et etc. et cetera. So you've got to be a little bit careful. But I think it's certainly, you can certainly ask the question and you can even evolve that conversation into, well, the coaches have to bring in how exactly you're looking to play. What is your style of play? What, what, are, we, what are we expecting to see? Mm. I'd love to see, not too many maybe CEOs or whoever. Maybe you have the football and intellect to have that uh, conversation. Mark of might be the exception. He might be comfortable to sit down and say, how do you see us playing? And would
0: you be asking, if you say you're doing the interview, Parallel Universe, would you be asking questions as detailed as Evan Ferguson? How do you see things working around him? How do you see us attacking? How do you see us defending? Getting into the nitty gritty or is it more of a vague how do you see us playing and they say oh good football passing No, football. no it has
1: to be more than that it's got to get into it oh, that's, everybody can talk the talk yes. I see us playing a beautiful passing game crane, plenty of opportunities Oh, you know, defensively defensive structure is going to be rock solid yeah. oh, clean sheets oh yeah we're going to, I'm going to blow you away when you see the brand of football I'm going to play hmm. forget about that let's get into my news detail for a the start these are our squad of players look at the core group of players that we have here in terms of Josh Cullen, Jason I, Jason Malumbi, uh, Jamie McGrath, uh, Collins, Omar Bamediale, Darryl Shea, Evan Ferguson, who spoke about, Andy Morden, whatever, Mikey Johnson, yeah. Th- these are the group of players, it might be one or two yeah. additions, but this is the core group over the next four to six years. What Brandon, what style of football do you think best complements these players? Just a few little indicators, you know, how how, how we look looking to play. We've we've gone down a certain route under, under Stephen Kenny, it hasn't worked is it going to be more of the same do you feel as if you can get more from this by playing the same way yeah. or do you see it slightly a little bit differently I'll be interested in hearing what you have to say I think it, that's fair
0: Football on Off The Ball with William Hill who you got 18 plus see gamblingcare.ie